Welcome to the Real Hill Podcast, a ministry of Bunker Hill Christian Church in Bluff City, Tennessee. Our goal is to seek, serve, and grow to make disciples of Jesus Christ. Join us weekly for a behind-the-scenes look at what is going on at the Hill and how you can be a part of what God is doing. I'm your host, Sarah B. And I'm Grant Foster, lead minister here at Bunker Hill. And I really hope you will journey with us as we try to create a place where church comes home. Welcome back to the Real Hill podcast. We are kicking off a new month here. Hope everyone had a good fourth. And we're also kicking up a new series, kicking off a new series, Journey to Freedom. So, hey, Grant, how's it going? Good. How are you doing today, Sarah? Good. Speaking of freedom, how was your fourth? Did you have an independent holiday? I did. Yeah, I had a great time. We saw fireworks on the third from some of our friend's house over in Johnson City. We got to watch the big fireworks display. And then on the fourth, I got to take the kids fishing up to a little pond and we just had a relaxing fourth. How about you guys? That's awesome. Yeah, I actually, um, a friend of mine, we went to Unicoi and saw the fireworks last night and brought her big husky. So that was really fun. He did great. (laughs) <laughs> and I, of course, had the freedom to eat whatever I wanted because it was a holiday. <laughs> so I got a deep fried Oreo and funnel cake because why not? So I mean, it's the fourth. You're <laughs> celebrating your freedom. And so. that was, I'm feeling it today. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's how that works. <laughs> sure, sure. Yes. But yeah, I'm excited for this new series. Um, I think, you know, a lot of us can relate to feelings of wanting freedom or feeling we don't have enough. And I think it's just a good thing to look at in terms of what the Bible says about it. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is um, this is always kind of a tough um, subject in some ways because uh, we all have such differing views in in some ways of what we actually think freedom is. You know, some views speak louder uh, than others uh, for some of us, and uh, if certain things are uh, taken from us or uh, restricted to us. Uh, a lot of times uh, that that kind of creates a friction. And so it, it's it can be hard to talk about freedom in the church um, because it, at some level, life and our spiritual life are going to interact. And I think sometimes uh, that brings about some hard evaluations of uh, what we really think freedom is and uh, what is and what is not given to us. So. Yeah, and it definitely uh, starts from the youngest age in kids. We see boundaries set up, and that can be hard. And we've all seen a little baby trying to get out of their um, their stroller or whatever, and (laughs) it can be a struggle from early on. Yeah, it's interesting because we had um, we in in our extra rounds, which is one of our discussion groups right after church that we have, and our time called the climb. Um, it's just kind of a laid back group, and we just kind of talk about the the sermon a little bit more, and maybe some of those questions we talk about each week. And one of the questions that I actually asked once we got in there this week um, was, "What was your earliest memory of having your freedom?" To- and, uh, you know, usually it, it's, you know, it's interesting you say childhood because that's what we tend to think of is, you know, our parents uh, restricted our freedom, which is interesting, too, because it's, it's not really that they want to restrict our freedom to punish us, but to actually keep us safe. And but, you know, depending on on how you view it or the perspective you have on what's being taken away from you at the time, it may look like your freedom is being taken away. And, uh, you know, one of the things 
that I think about even as a kid was uh, the simple freedom of being able to go where I want. You know, my parents tell me like, you, you've got to stay here. Uh, you've got to stay near me. Um, one of the big things that came to my mind even uh, is I, I went to Disney with my parents and I was, uh, of course, uh, quite a bit younger um, and I was around, you know, seven or eight years old. And I'll never forget um, when we went that, you know, at one point my dad said to me, you know, you can't sit up there. I was trying to sit on a, a place on the monorail you're not supposed to. And I remember him saying, you know, you need to get down. And, you know, to me, I was like, oh, that's just dad you know, limiting my freedom. Of course, I didn't think that at eight, but I just thought he was taking something away from me that I had a right to do. And it wasn't so much that he was taking something away from me as much as he was trying to give me something. And that was safety, you know? Um, and so that, that's my earliest, uh, memory. I know I have others than that, but that's the one that comes to mind the quickest. So anything like that for you, Sarah, that you can remember a freedom, uh, being taken away? Well, I, as the youngest and the, the rebel of the family, I have quite a few, but um, the one that my dad loves to tell to embarrass me, everyone I ever dated had to hear this story, but basically um, we went skiing when I was only five. My brother was seven and, you know, my brother had gotten to go on the bigger hills with dad and I finally got to go. I finally went through ski school and got to go. Well, at one point, my dad sees I'm zooming down, you know, no poles, just going down. And my dad sees I'm headed straight for one of the barriers, you know, like, um, the thing that holds up the uh, the lift. And he sees me headed straight for it. Well, I'm still going full speed ahead, not even trying to break. And so he's yelling, fall, Sarah, fall. fall. Okay. And I just keep going. I'm like, I'm not going to fall. This is great. <laughs> so right before I get to it, I wipe out, you know, right before I hit it, I, I finally saw it in front of me. And that's the funny thing. It was right in front of me. I hadn't seen it until that point. So they always laugh about them both yelling, fall, fall. And I just keep going, ignoring them as if I don't hear them. And I totally yeah. heard them. <laughs> and I didn't know why. And I didn't want to fall. I was doing great, you know. And and uh, it obviously could have been very, very bad if I didn't uh, fall when I finally did. So they were yeah. trying to protect me. But in my mind, it was just, oh, come on. I can do this. I got this. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that's what it boils down to is sometimes it's just the perspective we have of freedom really determines whether we think we have it or not, you know? Um, and, and I think it's easy to see uh, those examples, even our own life, if we'll pay attention. But this week uh, was a little different uh, as we went back and we looked uh, more at the Israelites story. Um, and, and, you know, we, we talked about the Israelites and the fact that they, uh, you know, left Egypt in a matter of days, you know, and you could see that they were oppressed, they were enslaved, and, um, you know, through the plagues and other actions of Moses and, and of course, the, the work of God, uh, they were granted their freedom. But what's interesting is even though they were given freedom from slavery, they still took Egypt with them. You know, it's, it's not long if you get around chapter 16, like we talked about, that they start grumbling and they, they say they wish they had that back. And isn't it interesting when our comforts are taken away from us, um, sometimes uh, we, we begin to long for what uh, used to be slavery, even though we don't want to label it that. And so the, the comparison I made is, is that a lot of times, um, even though we have our freedom, we actually hold ourselves captive uh, by the way we define our freedom or the comforts uh, that we have. And so it, you know, it could be addictions, it could be failures, um, it, it, it could be uh, broken relationships, uh, it could even be uh, just kind of in our own uh, mental headspace. There could be things that hold us captive uh, that we think are freeing. So um, I think that's a difficult thing for some of us, Sarah. 
I, I definitely agree. And I think, you know, with the advent of social media, we're all kind of more liberal with what uh, liberal in terms of free, like in what we say and stuff that yeah. we wouldn't necessarily say to someone to their face or say about them. Um, yeah. Now, just, you know, a lot of us are tempted to just freely post whatever comes to mind and shoot it off and not really um, want to deal with the consequences and uh, other things we can get caught up in what other people are saying and other perspectives other people may have that we didn't realize they had and get upset about it. And so um, we do have, you know, it's a free service. The social media is free to use, but there's definitely consequences with, with using it, um, becoming addicted, becoming dependent, um, and just kind of closing yourself off from other people um, based on maybe their views or what they're saying. And so I think, you know, we do have the freedom to say a lot, but is it beneficial? You know, is it, is it uplifting? Is it helpful? And I think, um, you know, speaking freely, speaking the truth freely is important, but there should be, you know, still be some boundaries and what's appropriate and what is helpful, you know? Yeah. 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 And that's, that's the thing is, as we used that illustration earlier, um, even though we might define it as our freedom, like my freedom to sit where I wanted to on that monorail, it may not be the most beneficial or the safest thing for us to do. And uh, a lot of times uh, with social media and, and even with, you know, news or politics or whatever you can say, we can say that we have freedom because of, of those things. But uh, a lot of times uh, we actually we hold ourselves captive. Uh, or, or we allow ourselves to be enslaved by uh, those thoughts or that mindset. So, yeah, and I think you know, being able to look at our own life and like identify the things that maybe we we have been have freedom in, but haven't made the best choices, that can kind of help us reflect a little bit too. Um, and also to be grateful, you know, we just celebrated the Fourth of July. So, um, one of my favorite uh, memes, it's a, a British flag, and it says. Happy Treason Day, you ungrateful colonials. <laughs> colonials. <laughs> you ungrateful yeah. colonials. And yeah. it's just funny, you know, and from maybe from that perspective, it was like they gave us all this and then we turned around and wanted our freedom. But it is kind of a natural progression, you know, of countries and stuff. So it's funny how our perspective on the day is different from someone in another country. But we did just kind of come off of that and what the colonialists, you know, what they, um, the colonists, what they went through and those yeah. are years to have that freedom and fight for it and make sure that, that there was freedom of religion and speech and, you know, all these other benefits that we have. So I think it is important coming off that holiday to remember that. Now we can't just really shoot fireworks off illegally. We're not supposed to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so we do have a lot of freedoms and um, it is good to celebrate that, but also to keep things in check and make sure what we are doing is beneficial and helpful. So, yeah. 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 So that's kind of what was running through my mind this 4th of July. So there's a good way to start things off, I think. Um, and then coming up, we're going to probably, it looks like, are we going to stick with the Israelites, their story? Or are we yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, one of the questions I asked uh, for groups to discuss this past week is why was it so difficult for the Israelites to let go of things? And the reason I wanted to do that is because I, I think if we can identify why it was so hard for them, there are things we could start identifying in our own life. And one of those things was, you know, I, I think it was really hard for them because um, they had normalized. You know, it was said in our discussion group this past week um, that uh, they had kind of normalized the idea of slavery. And so when they realized they didn't have access to their pots of meat, as it says in, in Exodus 16, then, you know, um, they that comfort once it was gone, 
um, they they in their minds justified going back to that type of slavery because it was it was normalized. And um, great quote was said this this week also in discussion, and that was that uh, we tend to do that in our own lives. You know, wherever we have chaos, we we normalize it and we say, well, this is this is normal. Having broken relationships are normal, or this addiction is normal. And, so that becomes a comfort for us. And the bad thing is, even when we try to get out of it or we start a new relationship, um, you know, a lot of times we bring that same chaos into whatever that is because we feel like uh, that's normal. And so for the Israelites, that's what they were doing. And, um, you know, just a shout out to all our discussion groups this week, just the the insights that a lot of them had uh, in the climb uh, was really good to hear. So um, I, I think that if we look at our own life, that's one of the things that's that's hard to let go of is we start normalizing, you know, or, or even justifying slavery for our comforts, in a sense. Um, and, and I know that sounds terrible, you know, even as it comes out of my mouth, it sounds terrible. But it's funny how we'll redefine what's actually holding us captive just so we feel comfortable sometimes. And, and so as we continue with the Israelites this next week, the big thing we're going to be looking at is what is freedom? You know, from the Israelites, we can see that the freedom was them getting out of Egypt and out of bondage and slavery. But for us uh, as humans, and then uh, even a step further for those that are, uh, you know, uh, profess to be uh, followers of Christ, what is our freedom? You know, what does that really look like? And um, so we're going to be looking at uh, what freedom actually is, not what we have allowed the definition to become based on our country or our culture. Um, and so we're going to be diving into that a little bit deeper and, and looking at um, some of the Israelites uh, and ways in, in which they had been defining freedom as well. So. Yeah, it's interesting. I know there's a lot of there's a lot to that story. Um, and, you know, m- most of us have heard the story of Moses and the Exodus and stuff. But I think there's always new things to glean from it. Um, the other you know thing I think about is having to eat manna all the time. Like, yeah, <laughs> maybe yeah. I'm not a slave, but having to meet, eat, eat manna every day, day in, day out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's just little things that, you know, you can kind of put yourself in their shoes. And uh, it's hard to imagine 40 years of wandering. Um I mean, I just, I can't even, that's as long as I've been alive. So I can't. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have the generation before that was in Egypt and maybe they were young people in Egypt or younger and they may be looking on like a lot of us do the good old days. Uh, There's a lot of nostalgia posts lately about things in the eighties and nineties and before that, how things were. Oh gosh, Sarah, don't say eighties and nineties are good old days. That that (laughs) makes me feel old. Well, it's, it's, it's true. And you know, (laughs) we tend to go back to that, you know, when I was a kid, you know, well, there are a lot of other issues that, you know, maybe were in that timeframe. So I think when you're dealing with Israelites, you're dealing with those generational differences, people that grew up, you know, wandering, the desert and then those who do did remember egypt or, or just the stories from their parents or grandparents so um, yeah that can be interesting too so i'm, I'm looking forward to it um you do want to encourage people uh, to join the conversation um we're allowing for that in our app um there's a yep. chat that you can join the sunday morning chat we'll try to cover as many things as we can that people put in there um you can also you know email us or whatever whichever platform you're listening on there should be a place for feedback as well and we just love to you know open this conversation up and uh, kind of meet people where they're at and um, address questions that they may have. So, Absolutely. But yep. I appreciate you coming on today. Looking forward to this new series, and I'm glad you had a great holiday. Sounds like it was good. <laughs> you as well, and thanks for our listeners for listening in. You've been listening to The Real Hill Podcast. Please visit us online at BunkerHillChristian.com 
or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Bunker Hill Christian Church. Thanks so much for joining us and be blessed this week.